0: The Cyclone Fanatic podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Reaction Time, courtesy of our friends at Fairway. Ben and I had a week off, Due to my traveling schedule causing some issues. So, we appreciate your patience. But we have something very special cooked up for you guys. We have a preview, first off, of this weekend with Iowa State taking on you and I in Cedar Falls and then hosting Illinois at Hilton Coliseum this weekend in the Beauty and the Beast series. Um, ben and I were lucky enough to be able to host Doug Schwab, head coach for you and I. So you will get a preview and then a special interview with Coach Schwab. So we hope you enjoy and yeah, tune in and follow us on Twitter to keep up with all updates for this weekend. Hey, Ben, we're back after a week off, which I'll start by saying, Ben, thank you so much for being flexible. I finished my last week at my old job and started a new job this week. So we weren't able to bring you the usual weekly episode, but... We're back. We're here. Um, Ben, how are we feeling? How are you doing?
2: <laughs> doing well, feeling good. Um, a lot of good wrestling happened in the last couple of weeks and a lot of good wrestling is going to continue to happen in the upcoming weeks. So that's super exciting. We're starting to inch toward March. Now we're at the beginning of February. Um, only a couple of dual meets left. Now we're going to get to Illinois later, later in this podcast but this is their last dual meet of the season for Illinois. After this for Illinois, it's big tens in two and a half weeks and it's NCAAs. So there are going to be a couple teams that after this weekend are done wrestling for the regular season. And it's this season has flown by.
1: It really has. Like I feel like it was truly just like new year's yesterday. (laughs) And I feel like we had just started recording for the season and suddenly it's like, all right, Iowa State's also down to the wire, not quite like Illinois. I think ending your season with Iowa State on the road is a choice, especially (laughs) this far in advance. I mean, we're talking a month in advance before you make Big 10s, which is the same weekend as Big 12s, for those of you who may not know. So they're literally taking a month off of live action, which.
2: Yeah. I don't don't get it,
1: but. A choice. (laughs) Yeah but like I said, we missed a week off and we appreciate you guys being, you know, flexible and understanding that for those of you who saw me tweet out that update, that my work schedule was just kind of nuts. I was on the road, but Ben and I were both in attendance for Oklahoma, Oklahoma state. I was hosted them names, which was awesome. Um, and I was Matt side. Ben was up in press row, Ben, give us your takeaways from those duels.
2: Yeah. Takeaways. The Oklahoma match went, dual meet went almost exactly how it was pretty much expected to. Uh, there was a few matches I would have liked to see in Iowa state win. I would like to see Julian Broderson beat Tate Picklow. I would have liked to seen see Casey Sudersky beat Moshe Schwartz. But other than that, I mean, Iowa state took it to Oklahoma pretty good. Uh, so I liked pretty much everything I saw there. And then Oklahoma state, uh, dresser said this in the post-match press conference, but, uh, John Smith likes to wrestle. He has his guys, (laughs) wrestle very strategic matches. And I think strategic is coach speak for uh, they were wrestling very defensively and there wasn't a lot of stalls called during that. And I think that's part of the strategy that John Smith, because in the matches that Iowa state was favored heavily in like David Carr against Wyatt sheets, who uh, if you followed this podcast for any amount of time, you know, my opinion on Wyatt sheets um, and you go to younger Bastide against Luke Serber. We can talk about Luke Serber here in a little bit. He had an incredible win this last week, but younger Bastida almost got him to major decision. Didn't quite Marcus Coleman closer major decision. Didn't quite get it. So, um, the only major decision that match was Sam Skyler heavyweight. And usually you're not getting a lot of bonus points from heavyweight, but Sam Skyler has been incredible this season. We'll talk more about that later too. So I would have liked to see more bonus points against Oklahoma state, but like dresser said, uh, the Cowboys wrestled, uh, strategically. So, uh, good, good result. You'd like to beat Oklahoma state, right? They've been the class of the big 12 for the last, I don't know, since kale, Sanderson was at Iowa state. So it's good to beat them. It's good to prove for the second season in a row that you're the better dual meet team. Last year, Iowa State also proved they're the better tournament team at the big 12s. So, uh, hopefully that can continue this year. I, w- March is going to be super exciting this year. And, um, like, like we Jackie said, we talked to coach Schwab, um, this week and he talked about the parody of this, this year in college wrestling, I asked, uh, Kevin dresser, uh, as well about the parody that he sees. And both coaches just said the parody in college wrestling this year is phenomenal. The fact that Penn state's still probably the best team. And that's great. I was still probably the second best team, but both of those teams have chinks in their armor. They have holes in their lineup. And what dresser said two through 25 really is as even as it's ever been. And in my opinion, three through 15 is as, e- as even as it's ever been, because I mean, just this last weekend, number, whatever, 15, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head, 15 pit went wire to wire with number three, I state. And that wasn't that surprising. If you look at the matchups, look at the rankings. It's like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. So it's just, I love the parody in wrestling this year. I think parody is fantastic. That's why we all love um, the NCAA basketball tournament is because you don't really know what's going to happen game to game. And we're starting to develop that in wrestling. And I think that's great for the sport.
1: Which Coach Dresser mentioned this today at availability. He directly used basketball as an example, which don't say wrestlers aren't paying attention to other sports, but he very directly used Big, 12's, Big 12 Championship or Big 12 Tournament as an example, which I think is a great example of you go into that and you always say, don't count any teams out. Throw the rankings out of the window, throw the seedings out of the window, because truly it's anyone's game. And I mean, Iowa State versus you and I is a really good example of that. Currently, Northern Iowa's number seventeen in Intermat rankings. Iowa State's number three. And Schwab has said it, you know, that's a pretty small number next to Iowa State's name, but it doesn't really mean much. It it really doesn't like on paper. Yes, Iowa State should dominate this duel. There should be no question about it. Um, Everyone should feel confident about it. But when you sit and you really look at you know one twenty five to two eighty five, you and I has a very fair chance <laughs> of swinging this their way, which is going to make it a really fun duel. And I just want to bring this up when it comes to that you know Oklahoma Oklahoma State weekend. Like you said, I agree. Oh, Iowa State did what they were supposed to against Oklahoma. Nothing surprising there. Maybe, God, what match was it? 141? 141, they felt pretty good because they beat Swidorski. I can't even remember now. It feels light years (laughs) away. But Oklahoma State, when it comes to that win... Although, yeah, Iowa State looked pretty good. They're at home. You expect that type of win. It was the first time since the 2009-2010 season that Iowa State had beat Oklahoma State at home. So, you know, it's just another testament to the growth and those, you know, those things on a checklist that Dresser keeps ticking off, you know. And I think this deserves some recognition that, Again, this was done in the 2009 season before dresser was even around. So really good he might to have see still that been a high
2: school coach back then.
1: Exactly. 2009
2: Virginia tech at that time. He might've been a high school coach.
1: <laughs> well, we all walked into the media room after it was me and Rob gray and Cody Godwin and they all looked at me and they're like, how old were you? <laughs> <laughs> since I was I'm the youngest one in the room. And I was like 13 or 14 years old. I am 28 now for reference. So again, this is a big deal. That's a really big accomplishment. And again, another testament to the program because Jesser walked in and said, you know what? They did their job. Would we have preferred to see some things maybe have gone a lot better for us in certain matches and even in matches they won, which is really, really just insane to me from where we started, right? When dresser first took over the program, we're looking at, oh, well, we hope they win. Well, we hope they win these matches. We hope they at least get this over them and, no, now we're talking about how could they have won even better, <laughs> which is just yeah. a really good place to be. I think as a program, as a coach and as a fan, who's, you know, taking in these types of wins, but I won't get into, into it too crazy, but it's, it's a really good thing. And it was good to see Iowa state just kind of take care of business. And I'm sure coach Dresser over anyone had even higher expectations than the rest of us. When it came to that 18 and 11 win over Oklahoma state at home. So, but like you said, that was last week and you know what, let me give two seconds. Let's, let's step back for a second. That Oklahoma state duel was not without drama. That Iowa duel, we go back to that. We always talk about the rivalry between Iowa and Iowa state and the drama that comes from the brands brothers and all the antics that come from the bench. But that Oklahoma state duel was pretty heated. I think that challenge brick sat a little too far out for comfort in my opinion, in the (laughs) Oklahoma state corner, it was out about, I don't know, to the edge of the coaches boundary that we allegedly have. And then you have got what well, Matt, it was the 141 match, Casey Swodersky. Yep. Casey wooderski as he as the drama entailed at 141 in Iowa. But I mean we had John Smith yelling at coaches. We had assistant Oklahoma State coaches yelling at the refs and we had refs trying to rewatch the match to try and determine what the best call was. We had dresser stepping in towards the refs also trying to be like, Hey, I I think they're wrong. So it, it wasn't without the drama and I have nothing but respect for coach Smith. I'm a huge coach Smith fan. I'm not afraid to say that, but they are just a very animated corner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is putting it mildly. They are among the most animated and I mean, they're, I don't know if notorious is the right word, but they're a little bit notorious for getting team points deducted. John Smith will get out on the mat, and he'll make sure he the refs know that he disagrees with the call. And that's what he got the team point deducted for, his uh, lack of mat control or coach corner control. I forget the specific wording for it. But, yeah, they got their team point deducted that way. And Iowa State got their team point deducted because Casey Svodersky <laughs> shook the guy's hand but the ref didn't see it and it it wasn't authorized or whatever by the ref. So Casey Swiderski left the mat after or before the review started. Then the review started to see if there should be a, uh, a match point, which is different than a team point, a match point added to the Oklahoma state guy. There should have been Casey Swiderski had already left the mat by that point. He's back in the locker room probably. And so he wasn't there to shake the other guy's hand, even though they had already shaken hands. So Iowa state got a team point deducted because Casey Swiderski already shook the guy's hand and left. So yeah, there was definitely some drama and uh, Casey Swiderski. He has some things to figure out on the mat. I think we're all aware of that. We can all agree on that, but he seems to find himself in some interesting situations.
1: (laughs) He really does. And it's entertaining. (laughs) You know, to a point, it's it's unfortunate that Casey hasn't quite had the success. Everyone really wanted him to. So I think that's overshadowed. But I just think it's hilarious that we look back at the Iowa duel and it's 141 where the drama is just busting at the seams. And now we're looking at the Oklahoma State duel. And again, we spent, what, 10 minutes, if maybe a little less dealing with the replays and the coaches and I got a really good picture, but the assistant staff at one point was holding John Smith back at the belt. (laughs) So, and coach dresser, I think in his own way was kind of making jokes, but in the presser, he said, you know, us old timer coaches are a little more used to being free on the mat, which is why John Smith gets dinged since (laughs) apparently. Um, the NCAA officials really are trying their best to try and limit, you know, coaches from stepping out too far and really keeping them in their boundaries, which that's fair. But as dresser said, clearly something John Smith is definitely not used to, but it was a good time. I think it was a good time. And obviously when I was state wins, it it's a good way to leave Hilton. Um, but we're on to an even more exciting duel now, which I, as we said, Ben and I got the chance to talk to Doug Schwab and I really, really love Doug Schwab. I don't even care if that's biased. I don't care if anyone's mad about it, but I love that he's just so candid about, you know, how him and his guys do circle that Iowa state duel on the calendar. And they should, this is a, a, a rivalry that just has so much to it that we just don't quite get from the Iowa one, just because I think there's so much hostility (laughs) with the Iowa one that you can't even have fun. And with Doug Schwab, you get that. And so Friday night, 7 PM, Iowa state's headed to Cedar falls for the second year in a row. I'm pretty pumped. Ben, what are your, you know, what are you looking forward to the most? And really what are your takeaways from us being able to talk to both coaches?
2: Yeah. So to echo your thoughts, I love this rivalry. Like the Iowa one is great. Unfortunately, it's pretty one-sided, but this is the rivalry for you and I, I will to wrestle them. Now they can hide behind the fact that, Oh, we only get so many matches outside the big 10 a year. And to an extent, sure. But if they wanted to, they could wrestle you and I, but they don't. So this is the match for you and I, and I love how Doug Schwab treats it. Like you said, he circles it on the calendar. He likes talking trash. He likes promoting it. He likes all these sorts of things. And Kevin dresser just gives it right back. And it's all in good fun. Like these two coaches, they like, I think they like each other. neither one (laughs) of them is going to say that, but they both like each other. They definitely both respect each other. They do both say that. So it's just a really, really fun atmosphere around the duel and at like Jackie said at you and I for the second year in a row last year the atmosphere was insane uh at you and I it should probably be like that again this year um so that's gonna be really fun last year it came down to heavyweight this year I'd like for it not to come down to heavyweight but I'm not gonna put anything bas- past past you and I Doug Schwab always gets his guys ready to go um and like Jackie said earlier right now, you and I is ranked in the mid teens team rankings, but they've beaten Ohio state and Ohio state just beat previously number three, Michigan, which is why Iowa state's now at number three. So they beat Ohio and a really good Ohio state team that has top nationally ranked wrestlers. You and I is a good team. And this is part of that parody that we were talking about earlier. Sure. You and I might be ranked in the mid teens, but I mean, if you look at it pretty close, they're probably better than that. They're probably a for sure a top 15 team, and I could make a pretty good argument for a top 10 team. So um I think Iowa State should win. Um I every weight is pretty close to a toss-up. I think Iowa State's heavy favorite at 165. Now Austin Yant is good. I'm not trying to take anything from Austin Yant. He's a good wrestler at 165 for you and I, but David Carr is David Carr. So (laughs) That's going to be a decision for sure for Carr, unless injury or something really weird happens. But even I could see Carr pushing that to a major decision. And then the other heavy favorite for Iowa State is going to be 197, Younger Bastida. You and I doesn't have a ranked wrestler at 197, so that's going to be one where if this is like the Oklahoma State dual meet, where not a lot of bonus points are happening, it's kind of back and forth. This is one where I'd like to see younger Bastida get bonus points and get some separation for team points. So maybe Sam Skeller doesn't have to come down to him. And uh we didn't even talk about Pitt or West Virginia, but this Pitt dual meet this last weekend. <laughs> boy oh boy, Pitt's gonna make noise in March. They are they were ranked like 19 or something before the dual meet against Iowa State. And if you look at the individual rankings, Pitt had like four or five guys ranked in the top six. I'm just like, how is this a 19th ranked dual meet team? And they come in and they take Iowa State to the wire. Sam Skyler has to win his last match for Iowa State to win on Criteria. Um, so I, Pitt meet beside, hopefully this dual meet doesn't come down to Sam Skyler, but when we talked to Sam Skyler during media availability this week, Man, that's a guy that loves the moment. When he first came to our state and Dresser has said this, (laughs) Dresser he's like, All right, I don't know if we're gonna finish duels with Sam Skyler. We're gonna try to do the coin toss and see if we can't end at 141 or whatever a different weight because Sam Skyler is not a closer. Sam Skyler, these last couple of years, has proven himself to be an elite closer of dual meets. And to have that at the back end of your lineup is great. And I I what Sam Skyler's turned himself into is incredible because that pit win for Iowa state to win the dual meet was against the former number five guy in the country, a guy who beat Colton Schultz this year, who was supposed to be the guy at heavyweight this year. So uh, that was a huge win for Sam Skyler and a really good win for Iowa state as well against Pitt. And we'll see what happens against you and I this week.
1: Well, and when we look at that dual last year, you know, obviously I'm sure as a coach, whether it's you're the winning or the losing one on this side, I'm sure you don't want it to come down to heavyweight. I'm sure fans don't want it to. I'm sure everyone wants to feel comfortable going into that last match, but it's just, I mean, Ben, you and I talked about it. When I compare heavyweights that I've covered and I've only covered Gannon and now Sam Skyler. I just think that Sam Schuyler has something that we were really missing before when we were, you know, analyzing this team. And I I just think it's incredible to see how far Sam has come and just how comfortable he is closing. And I know last year was a little different because I remember when we interviewed him after the duel, he very much was cool, calm, collected. Like he was very much like I knew Carter Easley would screw up somehow. He said, I knew he'd slip. It was just a matter of when was he going to slip? Which again, what a, what a testament to your confidence. And, and he did, he did. And that is why Sam won the duel. But I think when you look at his win over Pitt, I, I don't think that he maybe and I, this is just an assumption. This is just a guess. Sam didn't directly say this, but I feel like he didn't necessarily feel it the same way he did against Carter. Is it easily? Isley. It's Isley. Eisley. It? Yep. I was going to say, I said it wrong against Carter. Isley. I don't think he had that same feel. And so I think for him to continue to feel confident and ready to just carry that weight on his shoulders. And Jason Kreiser said it, we interviewed Jason Kreiser today at availability or I guess in your guys' case, when you listen to this, it was the day before. But, you know, Jason Kreiser said there's no doubt in anyone's mind that, you know, he can close it and he can do it well. And so I think it's very exciting to have someone like Sam Skyler be your heavyweight, be the closer, especially going into a duel like Friday night. It might not be Carter Isley, but as we said, you and I, I think it's very underranked. And I really don't think anyone should walk into this feeling confident. I don't think either team should walk into this feeling confident besides, as you said, 165, 197. Um, and it, and I, that's what's going to make it fun. Cause at the end of the day, you and I are sitting in a position where we really, you know, we got to be biased. We got to be ready for the unexpected. And I, I'm ready for chaos. I'm ready for chaos at all times. So if we, we see Sam Skyler have to close it out again, I'm okay with that. Obviously, if we want to play the bias card, I don't want this to play out based on criteria. I don't think that's a place any team wants to be in. So I would really like it to just be, is he going to win with bonus points? Is who's going to win this? You know, I don't want this. Like, like I said, no criteria that's too close to comfort. (laughs)
2: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I I don't need to go to criteria again. We, once is enough for a season. Um, yeah, like you said, Sam Skyler. I I like that you brought up his development because we talk a lot about Marcus Coleman and his development and what Marcus Coleman did last year was is what Sam Skyler is doing this year. Like the year before, Sam or Marcus Coleman was pretty inconsistent. You can tell he's a high level wrestler, but pretty inconsistent. And then last year he turned himself into an all American wrestler and you could just tell that his confidence went through the roof, his ability. He still had the same ability, but it's, it's his confidence just went through the roof, Turned himself into an all American. And then obviously this year, Marcus is doing great things. And that's what Sam Schuyler is doing. He was, he's good. You can tell he was good last year, but he's just had some inconsistencies. And this year he seems to, his confidence has skyrocketed both on the mat and Jackie and I were talking about this before, but he just seems so much more confident interviews Mm -hmm. too. I don't know why or what changed or anything like that, but the confidence from Sam Skyler right now is phenomenal, both on and off the mat. And like I said, he's doing what Marcus Coleman did last year. And at this point, I'd be pretty surprised if Sam Skylar wasn't an all American come March. Now that's obviously a pretty big burden to put on someone, but I think he can handle it. And barring injury, I don't see a reason why he wouldn't be an all American. He just beat the number five guy in the country. He's beaten a two time all American already this year. Um, he went, uh, toe to toe with Cassiope there for a little bit. So he went toe to toe with Colton Schultz. Like he's wrestled these top end guys, wrestled them well, beat a few of them. So, uh, Yeah. I'd like to see Sam Skyler turn himself into an all American just because his progression has been incredible. And then speaking of Marcus Coleman,
1: I was just going to say, (laughs) yeah, he's
2: got, he's got the match of the weekend, probably in all of college wrestling against Parker Katkaisen of uh, Northern Iowa, who's currently ranked number two and well deserve of a well-deserving of that rank. He's an incredible wrestler.
1: Yes, I am. And again, we, you know, we talked to dresser about this. We talked to Schwab about this, what an insane and privileged position. We all are that we get Marcus Coleman and Parker Kaisen here in Iowa like you can literally just drive out to Cedar Falls and you get to watch this matchup that will probably be pretty significant come NCAA's come Big 12s like this could be the championship match come Big 12s um and we're all lucky enough to cover and watch it and see it and support it here in Iowa, which is just, you know, you don't get that really anywhere else. And I think that's a big theme, right? That's the big theme of the week is that how many states can say that they have Iowa State and Northern Iowa in the same conference in the same state competing against each other at such a high level. And I am pumped. And Marcus Coleman is probably even more pumped than the rest of us because he's what, 3-0, right now against Parker Kaizen? Oh, and three. Oh, and oh, yes. Oh gosh. Flip it. Yes. He yep. has not beaten Parker Kaisen. So this is just another opportunity for him to try and really separate himself and prove himself and really meet his own expectations. And you get that opportunity within the conference and within the state, which again, not many get to do. I look at people like David Carr, who often, you know, get really good matches. They get, you know, great competition throughout the season. But how often does David Carr get to wrestle the guys that he truly has to compete against for that title at NCAAs? Not too often. It just, it is what it is. That's the way things play out when it comes to where the talent is in these conferences. And Marcus Coleman got to wrestle Aaron Brooks at the beginning of the season he won. And now he gets that opportunity against Parker Kaizen, thanks to Northern Iowa. So that is definitely your marquee match. That's the match you're looking for. I think because of how much of a toss of 125 through 157 is, once again, just like last season, that 184 match is just going to have all eyes on it. And I'm excited to see how Marcus responds to it. He's, you know, he's, he's shown in these interviews we do with him that he feels more confident, more comfortable. He really buys into the idea that he can really beat anyone. And I think if you can beat Aaron Brooks and if you can go into Friday night and beat Parker Kaizen, what a momentum and really what, um, something to really look forward to come March. Because this is his competition. This is who's standing in his way, right? So that's where I think you should really focus is how that 184 match goes. Because last season, again, Marcus lost. And that kind of set all that weight on Younger, who took care of business. And then you look at Sam Skyler, who really has to close it out to get that win for Iowa State. So I'm pretty pumped. Like I said, 125 through 157, all toss ups. It's gonna be a nail biter. You're gonna be on the edge of your seat. If you can watch, definitely watch. If you can't, we understand. It's on Flow Wrestling. (laughs) And I mean, if we look at the rest of the weekend, you know, Iowa State's hosting at home on Sunday at noon. You have plenty of time, as Josser said today, and the availability. You have plenty of time to get home to watch the Super Bowl. They're going to wrestle in Illinois in the Beauty and the Beast duel, which I'm really excited about. I've never been to it. Ben, you told me you've covered one, right?
2: I have. Um, That was... Oh boy. That was back in 2016? Maybe I, th- I, if I memory serves, <laughs> yeah, back in the day it was against Arizona state. Um, and Arizona state's assistant athletic director actually sat in press row with me. So I had a good conversation with him. Um, but yeah, so that was then Iowa state lost that dual meet if I remember correctly, but I love the beauty and the beast event. It was so much fun. It's, it's a lot going on. If you're trying to pay attention to both the gymnastics and the wrestling, you're going to get some sensory overload, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's a lot of fun because you'll hear cheering. Um, that's happening on the wrestling mat. And if you're watching the gymnastics or something cool happened, in gymnastics and they'll cheer and um wrestling fans will get into it. So it's, I love the beauty and the beast event. It's a really, really cool event. And it shines a spotlight on, Two sports that probably deserve more recognition than they get. I mean, these are, these are high, high level athletes. How many people do you know that are doing, uh, back handsprings and, uh, I don't even know <laughs> what gymnastics moves are called, but let's say double backflips, who knows what floor routine stuffs are called, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. If you can make it out to beauty and the beast on Sunday, I think you should.
1: And I mean, it's just another way to continue to grow the sport, grow the fandom. I mean, if you're just there to watch gymnastics, what's stopping you from just looking over to see what wrestling's up to. And I mean, when it comes to this Illinois match, which I state, I mean, heavily favored on paper again, but for me, when we look at the college landscape, which we've talked about, I will barely beat Illinois. If it wasn't for Spencer Lee and God, who else did I say, Ben? It was
2: Max Murin. I think.
1: Yep. Max Murin and one other guy, they got bonus point wins. You know, we're talking pins. Oh, Tony Cassiope. It was a DQ win. We're talking six point wins from three guys who probably saved that duel. Going into this, I'm just focused on how Iowa State competes against them compared to Iowa, which we can talk about how lame that is. We don't want to do that, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, we're looking at March. We're looking at NCAAs. We're looking at how these guys really match up. Iowa's the number two team in the nation. Iowa State's number three. This is who we need to be focusing on. And that's why I'm very interested to see how Iowa State performs against Illinois because, we, again, the scheduling this year, incredible. It has given us such a, a measuring stick to compare teams across conferences in a way we don't tend to get. Because, like you said, when we were comparing that you and I duel, doesn't you and I close the season against Wisconsin?
2: Yes, they do. Yep.
1: Again, Iowa State beat Wisconsin. What a testament and a measuring stick for you and I to see how they match up against Wisconsin compared to Iowa State. Given we're talking beginning of season to the end of the season, but still, it is such a privilege to be able to sit here and compare so many programs across each other based on their opponents. So that's really where I'm looking when it comes to, you know, Iowa State and Illinois matching up. Of course, 125, I would never expect. Caleb Feasley, Coach Dresser, and, you know, updated us today. That Corey Kabanban is very much going to make a comeback. He's going to have an opportunity to wrestle for that 125 starting spot. What did he say, Ben? End of end of February.
2: End of February. They, they expect to be fully healthy. They want to be fully healthy before they do the wrestle off, just to give Kabanban uh, a fair shot at winning the winning the spot. No one for Iowa State is going to earn an allocation for NCAA championship. So whether it's fees or whether it's Kabanban, either one of them's going to have to steal a spot at big 12s. So yeah, make sure he's as healthy as possible. He couldn't earn an allocation anyway. So get him as healthy as possible, have the wrestle off, whichever one wins, whatever it's, if it's one or best two out of three or best three out of five, whatever coach dresser decides to do, um, whichever one wins a spot seven to the big 12s and see if they can't steal an allocation and get to the NCAA tournament.
1: So, really, yeah, it's a it is <laughs> it's a toss up there. So and again, it's just, God, what a time, what a time to cover college wrestling. What a time to watch it when really, if your team's in the top twenty, you have a chance.
2: <laughs> you really do. You're, I mean, yeah, go ahead, ben. I, I just want to go through Illinois they've had an extremely up and down season. They're six and six overall, four and four in conference. So they are 500 through and through. They lost to NC state 12 to 27. They lost to Pitt who Iowa state just beat six to 30. Uh, So they got pretty well beat down by Pitt. Like Jackie said, they lost to Iowa 25, 19. They did beat Wisconsin. uh, And then they lost to Minnesota pretty handily 24 to nine. So you never really know what Illinois you're going to get. Are they going to get the team that competed with Iowa? Or are you going to get the team that got dominated by Pitt? So um, <laughs> that'll be a really interesting match to watch just because you, what's Illinois going to do? <laughs> right. It's they're, they're an interesting team. There's not a lot of consistency there, which is interesting for us in this state, because if there's anything that Iowa state, Iowa and you and I are probably known for, it's that consistency. I mean, these are three really consistent programs that we have in the state. So seeing one like Illinois that's all over the place is jarring for us.
1: (laughs) Which again, as much as you know, Penn State is an incredible program. I can't even imagine being able to cover that and being able to be in that arena based on the coverage I see. But God, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in Iowa at this point. No, And that's not even a bias statement. I'm sure plenty of reporters who would take the time to just remove a little bias they have for Oklahoma state or Penn state. You have three powerhouses in the state. And again, we get the privilege that Friday night I was stating you and I are wrestling. So it's going to be a fun weekend. I'm excited. And the banter has been great. Just go to Twitter. I've tweeted out several <laughs> clips from both coaches who are clearly ready. to Just are chomping at the bit? Um, Ben, you and I were at availability today and dresser was telling us about the text he was getting from Schwab. <laughs> and literally as we were wrapping up cameras are off, you know, we've, he's finished up the questions we had for him. Schwab texted him and asked, um, is they were going to have any extra matches? You know, pretty normal for teams to have those extra matches to get their guys some extra um, one-on-one time. And Dresser said that he responded to Schwab and said, "You and I, you, and, you and me were yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> and and what was his response, Ben?
2: Schwab's response was, uh, "What weight are we going at?" <laughs> and Dresser said, "Oh, oh, he's scared if he." If he was if he wasn't com- if he was confident, he wouldn't be asking about weight, he'd just get out there and wrestle. So he must be scared of me. So no, I love that as as soon as the press conference is over, it's like Schwab somehow knew because it got that text immediately. So I'm glad we were able to be there for that moment just because Dresser did have a lot of fun with it. And it sounds like Schwab did too, because Dresser texted him in real time. It's like, Schwab will respond right away. He's like, just you and me. And he was right. Shrava responded within seconds. And yeah, that was these two coaches. Like I said, I don't know if they're going to say that they like each other this week, but they definitely like each other. <laughs> like they have fun.
1: Well, and I think it's just fun for everyone. It like, is. it's not like you and I are interviewing Tom or Terry the week of the Cyhawk week.
2: No, nope, that'd be fun like though. I, I don't, fun in a different way. Fun in a yeah. different way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think in my lifetime, I would like to accomplish that. I think I would. It, mostly Tom. I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to only talk to Tom, but that's not a dick. That's just maybe me being a little scared of Terry.
2: There is a different cat. There is, yes. there is different,
1: but no coach Schwab is great. Um, I think him and dresser really, truly, and genuinely have a very solid, you know, peer to peer relationship and, Schwab said it, you know, he coached St. John and Metcalf and Allison Schwab coach Schwab's wife has shared with me stories about Metcalf and and Schwab having to, you know, ultimately come together and like each other and practice together and make each other better back in the day, you know, when they were trying to be on the USA team. So there's just so much rich history and such a great just great things to look back on. And it's awesome to see dresser and job really, you know, building programs in very different ways because both great programs, both very well respected. Um, I just think, yeah, like I said, done in very different ways. I just told Ben yesterday that to me, you and I really is a, a Cinderella program. And I think interviewing the you know, Coach Schwab really cemented that for me, just in the way he talks about his program and the way these guys really buy into what, you know, they're selling and it's awesome. And I'm excited. I'm pumped to be at you and I, again, I'm sure dressers excited to be back at Hilton, but it's going to be a good time. And there's plenty of wrestling for you guys to tune into. So
2: yeah. There's one more thing I want to add, and it's about UNI's program. My favorite. Oh, yeah. So you're about to listen to the Doug Schwab interview that Jackie and I did. My favorite part of the interview, I think it was at the beginning, pretty close to it, um, was we were talking about the UNI program and it, Doug Schwab doesn't have the resources that in Iowa State, Iowa, Oklahoma State, Penn State, they don't have those resources. They have a limited athletic budget um, it's not like wrestling gets a ton, a huge budget anyway, at schools like Iowa state or anything, but it's a bigger budget at Iowa state than it is at UNI. And we asked how UNI is able to stay so competitive and how coach Schwab is able to do that. He's like, yeah, not everything is equal, right? Resources aren't necessarily equal, but the one thing that we all have is time. And it's about how we use our time and how we invest our time. And I loved that answer from Schwab's like, yeah, we might not get the same funding that other schools get. We might not have the same resources, other schools, but we all have the same amount of time. And what I can do with that time is going to be better what other teams can do with that time. And he is absolutely right. So, um, yeah, that's something to look forward to in the interview because Schwab's awesome. And that was a phenomenal answer from him. I thought.
1: I mean, I just look at his lineup and I mean, to have the number two guy in the nation at 184, just in Cedar Falls, Iowa, (laughs) like what a testament to his coaching, his leadership and Parker Kaizen's buy-in because Parker Mm -hmm. Kaizen is good enough to leave and go yep. somewhere else. If we wanna If we want to look at it black and white and say, okay, let's look at what little NIL deals these guys are getting. Let's look at resources these guys are getting. Parker Kaisen could do that. And he's not, he's literally not. He is comfortable and happy and competing at a high level at UNI. And as much as it is Parker's talent and he's the one going out there and putting in the work for seven minutes, you know, it's, it's Doug Schwab's really his, I don't know, even want to call it. It's just, it's the way he's running his program and it's the buy-in and that's awesome. I have the utmost respect for Doug Schwab and I'm very excited.
2: Yeah. You so. said it was black and white. I would, I could argue it's black and gold. Parker you, and <laughs> you couldn't tell me that the Brands brothers wouldn't welcome him with open arms to be their starting 184 pounder. (laughs) So like Jackie said, Parker has options. The only school that wouldn't take Parker is Penn state. And that's because they have Aaron Brooks and they might even still take him because Aaron Brooks is senior. Parker's a sophomore. We get three more years of two more years of Parker Katkaisen after this. That's ridiculous. So, (laughs) but no, Parker could transfer if he wanted to, but he's not going to, because the job that Doug Schwab is doing with him um, And with the program, and you could just tell that Parker is all in with you and I, and I think that's phenomenal for you and I and Coach Swab.
1: The older we get, Ben, the faster it feels like these guys are supposed to be out the door, oh my and they're gosh. just not. And Parker, good guy, just into one of those. I'm just I like, thought he was a mean? senior. There's right, no way like, he's
2: a sophomore, but he's a senior. Which what oof. do you
1: mean? What do you mean he's not graduating?
2: <laughs> yeah
1: so but hey it, we're here and we're going to cover the teams and we're going to keep doing our thing <laughs> any last minute thoughts ben
2: no it's going to be a ton of fun though so be tuned in if you, uh, and uh, flow wrestling i have very strong opinions on most of them negative Um, so if you can't watch the dual meet, I very much understand paying $20 a month in an annual subscription is a lot of money to watch one dual meet. Um, so Jackie and I will both be on Twitter, Twittering away. So, um, if you can't watch it, which I'm guessing, unfortunately, a majority of you won't be able to, um, follow us on Twitter. If you can make it out to Cedar Falls, do that. It's going to be an incredible environment. It was last year. It will be this year. Uh, so Yeah. Those are my last two cents.
1: I completely agree. Follow us on Twitter. If you are close by, if you have nothing else to do, make the drive. It is so much fun. I am pumped to go to you and I again, just because it was so much fun last year and it's just so fun to experience wrestling in a arena outside of Hilton. Obviously it's unmatched to be at home, right? as much as you don't want to sound biased, but I think Northern Iowa has built a good thing. And Doug Schwab has done a great job of, you know, doing his best to promote it. And like I said, make your way out there, follow us on Twitter. I'll be updating, doing match by match updates, um, from Cedar falls on the Cyclone fanatic Twitter, unless something crazy breaks out, there might be a delay. So, but we'll be updating you guys. So, tune in as much as you can. Um, all updates across our Twitter platforms. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a good reason, a good weekend. My words are someone, it's going to be a good weekend. (laughs) So anyways, thanks guys so much for tuning in and we really hope you enjoy our interview with Doug Schwab. It was a great time being able to talk to him and please do not mind the technical difficulties. Um, it's 2023 and somehow technology continues to fail us. (laughs) So yeah, thanks for tuning in and enjoy that interview guys. Coach Schwab, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Ben and I are super pumped to have you on. We have been honestly talking about trying to get you on here for a while. Like it's been in our plans. I mentioned it to you in the text, but we have definitely found ways to talk about you and I on the pod. So we're very excited. Um, Iowa State's headed to Cedar Falls Friday night at seven. Um, Really just, you know, how are you feeling? Second year in a row that Iowa State's going to Cedar Falls.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they can come here every year. We're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if dresser would agree, but, um, just how the big schedule, big 12 schedule, um, you know, we've had some teams come in and out and they, they, they added Missouri, you know, we had Missouri, and then we had Cal Baptist and you know, how, how it, how it happened. Just they were come back to us. Um, so, you know, we look forward to it, obviously a big meet and for us, you know, it's the zoning in-state meet that we get. Um, so, you know, we look forward to it, and I, I think we've we've built a really good rivalry too. You know, I think one that people enjoy, and you know, we as coaches, uh, you know, we respect each other, we respect the programs. So I expect, I really respect what Dresser's done. I, heck, I coached, I coached St. John and Metcalf, um, mm-hmm. so I know what those guys are about. And um, but when you compete, you know, you you know, you you're out for blood, and <laughs> you know, you want to win. And like I said, it's just, uh, I think the meets have been you know, some twists and turns, like a meet should be a rivalry should be like that, you know, kind of some, some things that you don't expect to have happen, happen. Um, and we just need to have a few more of those things happen our way.
2: Coach, can you speak to the rivalry a little bit more? Because Iowa state does get to wrestle Iowa. Unfortunately you don't get to, but I mean, I could argue that yep. the most competitive rivalry Iowa state has right now is you and I, I mean, if you go back over the last, let's say seven years, it's pretty evenly split. I mean, there are a couple of years there where you won multiple in a row. Iowa State won last year in pretty thrilling fashion. I know you're on the wrong end of that, but it was a phenomenal dual meet. How important is this rivalry for this state and for Iowa State and you and I?
0: Well, it's part of why we want to be in the Big Twelve too. Um, you know, we wanted want to develop those kind of rivalries and we wanna we wanna have um and you know, everyone's like, Well, you know, is more than others. I mean every important, but you know, when you get this opportunity and you know, for some of these guys said they get they get four in their career, um, it's certainly one that you you look forward to, you know, maybe a little bit more than the others, you know, and you shouldn't do that, but to say that you don't a little bit is that's a lie too. Um but I, you know, for the state I grew up in the state of Iowa, you know, to me, we're the rest of the wrestling universe. And we want to have the three best teams in the country and rivalries are good. Uh, they, they, they help you raise the level of your program too. Um, and you know, Iowa state they've, they've done that. I mean, hopefully we're making them better. We're pushing them. They're making it better. And we're all, there's a few teams yeah, that are, we're all chasing right now. Um, uh, but you know, the heck they got a small number beside their name and, um, you know, I, I mean, I think that makes it, that makes it a whole lot of fun. Um, you know, they have been, they've been very competitive duels and fun. And, you know, I think those people are talking about, oh, there's this duel going on Friday. There's this still going on Friday. There's not going to be a better duel in the country than than what's going on. in not what I would state.
2: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And you, you, you touched on, on something. I will be the center of the wrestling universe and you're right. You have Iowa, Iowa State, and you and I, three schools that are traditionally and annually in the top 20 in those team rankings in wrestling. Obviously, Iowa is a national power, always ranked in the top five. Um, and you don't get that from a lot of other states. Oklahoma, they get Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, but there's not that third school. Um, Ohio State or Ohio only has Ohio State, Pennsylvania has Penn State and Penn so it's you're right it's super unique that iowa has
0: three really really high level wrestling schools you know you're talking about some of these other states and that you know they kind of have one one really good team um and you know we have three in in iowa <laughs> you know have three top 15 teams and i know we all want to shrink that number um you know the best thing would be if you know, we, we, are winning a national title. And those are, those others. You know, absolutely.
1: I mean, and really for you being, you know, you and I has just grown to such, you know, high levels and the way you guys continue to just really, you know, I don't know, I don't want to say shock because clearly the talent is there and it has been there the, from what you've built, but you know, what has that process been like for you, you know, finding those guys like, you know, Ben has a, prepped question here for you. You know, you look at guys that you have really just taken from where they started as freshmen and created, you know, champions, you know, what has that process been like for you as you're out recruiting and really trying to build this powerhouse when you're competing against you, uh, Iowa and Iowa state. Yeah.
0: I mean, the, the ultimately the resources, uh, don't win. We all have the same amount of time, you know? So to me, it's what you put into that time. And then more than anything, it's having having athletes that believe in the program and this is where they want to be more than anywhere else, you know? And and maybe we've seen something in them before someone else did, or, you know, it's really easy after the fact to be like, Oh, this guy's really good. You know? And, you know, some of those things we see, hopefully we see before, and we believe in them before they've, they've ever, they've ever reached that, that status, you know, where where we already said, man, you're going to be there. And then, you know, you got to develop guys. You have to bring them along. Um, and that's a, that's a process and the belief that we have in them, they give it back to us. And then, you know, it's just a process that you continue to build on. And we've had a lot of guys I think that have gotten better throughout their career. And we certainly take a, a lot of pride in that, that, you know, the guys that come here, they leave in a better place. And not just as a wrestler, as a person. Um, and, you you know, we're probably not always going to get, or for the most part, not going any guys you can just slap on the butt and just, Hey, just go, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to have some of that development. Um, and we got guys that, that want to work, but he you said, know, they believe, they believe in you and I, they believe in the coaching staff more than anything. And, you know, so now, you know, people ask, well, aren't you worried about this happening or this guy leaving or these things happening? Um, no, because I know, I know the relationships that we developed and I know that they understand that this isn't what happens everywhere. You know, I mean, the, the thing that's, that is to me, especially unique about you and I, or any places you go is the people that you're going to be around and you don't get to have those anywhere. Um, and those guys are, yeah, I mean, I'm proud of, you know, you guys, you know, you, you're talking about, and really to me what I'm saying, you're talking about resources, right? Well, how are you guys doing this without having the, the resources? Uh, we have time. And then we just got to utilize our time better and our guys. Ha- and our guys have to continue to buy in and believe in that. And they do. And we got a big ass chip on our shoulder, which is okay. Um, and we'll continue to use it and use it the right way. I absolutely
2: love that answer. Um, and Jackie's right. I did have a prepped question very similar to this. Drew Foster to me is maybe the epitome of what you and I is as far as a developmental wrestling program. He's a guy that didn't win a state title in the state of Iowa as a freshman, I don't even know if he qualified for the state tournament uh, when he's a freshman in high school. And then when he gets to you and I, his freshman year, he goes one and nine in duels, and he turns himself into a national champion. Speak on Drew Foster and, like you said, the de- the development the the developmental aspect of what you guys do
0: over there. Well, we we're not just gonna be able to trade in you know this guy for the next guy well, you know we'll get this guy next year Well this guy didn't pan out well, no we we have to we have to continue to and it's funny we tell our guys man I'm gonna believe in you till the day I'm done till the day I die I'm gonna believe in you not as a person as an athlete um and you know and guys see that and they see that we have their back and you know and they, and they they trust us and that's really what has to happen because um they're trying to go places they've never went before. the only way is that you have to have a guide and you know the coach is that guide, but Also, then we have to be able to hand it over to them. And that's what we're trying to find where, hey, man, you you have to do some of these things yourself. We're going to lead you there and I'm going to have some guardrails, so to speak, but I'm not going to micromanage you. And then you take it to yourself. And the thing about Drew is even, so even early on when he maybe you know, he said he's one in nine, uh, but you could see the signs that he was improving and getting better. And you could see he never really lost that confidence in himself, which is, you know, and and if it's faith or trust, you know, I mean, he's got, he's got a deep faith. And I think he just, it's like, I'm going to get there. I mean he just he always kinda had this this inner confidence that he was gonna get there, even if he lost. Heck I remember so so senior night, he he lost he lost uh, his last duel to Iowa State. (laughs) And you know, he's picking me up and and a couple weeks later he's winning a national title. (laughs) You know, but he just came in and did a lot of work, and man, I, I can remember his senior year some of the drills that we do and he was doing them as well. And as hard and any person. And to me, that's a Testament to him, but also that hey, you understand that you got to continue to build and do the, those little things really well. Uh, but he always had that. He's always had that confidence and, you know, Randy believed in him from day one and man, those, those guys worked well together. Uh, but yeah, I think <laughs> pointing to a guy like that. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good story, man. It's pretty fitting for our program and to be our first national champion. Yeah, you know, I think it was, it, you know, it was the right guy. Now, now we're ready for just more and more of them to come. Speaking of more and more of them to come,
2: Parker Kekheisen has been dominant these last couple of years, ever since he stepped foot on your program or stepped foot on your campus. Yeah. What has he done to
0: elevate the level of wrestling in your room? You know, I and mean, in you know, I'll go back to, you know, so I talked about with, with, uh, with Drew, you know, Randy really seeing something in him. And, you know, the same thing with, with Lee he was like, man, this guy, I take a look at this guy. He's really good. And, you know, and then you start getting around him and you start seeing the work ethic that he has. But from day one, when he came in, man, he is, he is just done an immense amount of work. He worked. I mean, he could he consistently beats on his craft and is learning and trying to get better. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, the best guy in our room right now and he's going after every day, still trying to improve. And I think that to me, that, that set an example for the guy that's behind him is like, well, holy cow, man. This guy, you know, he's third and third. He's ranked number, you know, number two in the country, and he is full ass. <laughs> you know, he's it, it, it never taking anything for granted. We got you to know, evolve and learn and really accept us. now. You know, like I get maybe sick of hearing that, but it really truly who you want to become and being great as it's not something that happens quickly or over to continue to buy into it. And he buys into it daily. And, you know, I mean, to me, how he competes is a, is a direct reflection of how he prepares.
1: Coach, I, you know, I really love the way that you say that. Teams can talk about, you know, you're just focused on your next opponent, but you're still looking at, you know, certain matches and circling them just with the significance of them. Kaisen has that marquee matchup as, you know, Ben asked. um, And you talk about his training and, you know, he's buying in and just how hard he's training, you know, for – Parker going into this Friday night, you know, he's going up against Marcus. Who's also had a very dominant season so far, you know, what are those conversations like for Parker as he's preparing for Friday and really what's his, you know, how excited is he for Friday's matchup?
0: I think he's, and I can't speak for him, but I think he's more excited for a matchup like this than he is. Some, some guy that, you know, he knows he's going to score 20 points on, you know, and you know, you want to be challenged. Um, you want to see how much you've grown and improved and better. Because Coleman has had a great year. You know, I, I, if I remember right, kind of at this time last year, you know, he was on a heck of a roll too. You know, at this time in mm-hmm. in Parker, Parker also a pretty dang good match. Um, and I'm not saying that's that that's any indication how this one will go. But man, I I know that he he is looking forward to you know having a a real small number. Beside his name and someone that, you know, Hey guys are probably talking a little bit about like, well, you know, I mean, he beat this guy and you you haven't beat that one. And it's like, none of that stuff matters. Um, You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to rustle this seven minutes, just 420 seconds in front of us. And I'm going to go out and try to score as many points that possibly can. And, you know, that's just how he goes. That's about how he goes about his business. But um, knowing him in, he is, he's eagerly anticipating this match.
1: Um, also just staying on that, you know, those dominant matches you guys are having, Ben and I talked about this a lot, but we would love to just go back to the beginning of the season when you guys got that win over Ohio state. And, you know, really from your point of view, what that experience was like, since, you know, we weren't able to be there to chat with you about it.
0: Well, like I told the team, we expect to do that stuff though. We expect to be teams like that. You know, I think it's for everyone else because they look at this number beside their name that. Well, you guys shouldn't beat them. And that's exactly what we should do. It's exactly how we prepare. You know, the things that you're kind of asking us, how do you do that? Like we're just well, we'll just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and uh I think our, our guys just have to realize that that I know how well they're prepared. And that's that's really trust and believing. And you go to back like, to you, know, you, you know, then you're talking about kind of tradition in some of the places and some guys their expectations may be coming in or a little bit different. Um, And we have to get that where that's the case every time. So, you know, raising the standard of the program and raising expectations of the program is something that, you know, these guys have been trying to do for years in this class, the senior class, is going out, they've done a great job of doing it and we just got to continue to raise it. So to me, that's, it's, it should never be a surprise. Whoever we beat. I mean, we go in preparing to beat them and not ever being surprised if it happens, Uh, but you good for, us for a reinforcement, just that, hey, you guys are doing some things really, really well. You know, you beat you beat a really good team, and then, you know, for us, we just got to be consistent to, you know, if we're gonna be a great team, then you have to be consistent every time out. It can't be up and down. Coach,
2: there's one last thing that I wanted to ask you. What do you make of the college wrestling landscape as a whole this year? Because there seems to me at least to be more parity. Between schools like Penn State, yeah, they still might be the best team. Iowa still might be the second best team, but even they seem both those teams seem to be vulnerable in some places. And then Iowa State is currently ranked number three, but they've looked vulnerable. Michigan was ranked number three; they've yeah. lost a few. Now Ohio State has lost. A lot of these national yeah. powers aren't quite what you'd expect them to be. What do you make at just the general landscape of college wrestling? There seems to be a lot of parody, and I I love it for the sport personally. But what's your take on that?
0: Hard to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's as competitive as ever. You know, and, and there's some, it, we were talking about it today a little bit with one of my coaches, just that some teams are evolving and some aren't. And we got to continue to evolve. um You know, everyone's like, oh, they're not scoring as many points. Like, well, maybe, I don't know if I agree with that. I think there's some guys that are more dominant than ever. You know, so how do you become dominant? How do you spread that gap? That takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. You know, it takes, a lot of courage and and you have to train it and it takes some balls to be able to put yourself out there. It does. Um, and, um, you know, if you want, if you do want to separate yourself from everyone else, or are you just going to let it be a coin flip? You know, and we talked to our team a lot about that and you got a lot of guys that are really, really good wrestlers. Um, and they don't want to take any risk. You don't want to make any mistakes. And to me, I, I don't know how that's how we'll ever win at the highest level to be able to do that consistently because then you're doing, you're trying to win a lot of coin flips. Um, uh, I don't know. I just think there's, there's, there's kids are better than they've ever been. I mean, I, I got, I got two I got I got two sons that are in junior high right now and the level of wrestling is really high. Um, I think Ross, we, you know, you got a guy like Parker, you know, you talk about him and I think sometimes you're just like, well, that looks different. Right. It just it looks a little bit different in how you're going about things. And it takes a lot of work to look a little bit different and, and to separate that gap. And we just gotta have more guys that are willing to I think pay that price and have the courage to be able to put yourself underneath the guy and you know, find find ways to win. Um but I don't know, if I had it all figured out, I could tell you this, I probably wouldn't be talking to you and telling <laughs> you I'd just be whooping, we'd just be whooping everybody's ass. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but like you said, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, there is a wide opening. I mean, there's, you can start to look at a lot of teams and for us, then it's like, to me, our team set some goals and things that they want to accomplish. It's like, well, let's, let's go do those things they are all in front of us. Um, you know, and it's, it sees an opportunity and, you know, we talk about March, but I mean, we, we've done a lot of work up until this point, you know, so we've tried to, we try to utilize every day and every practice that we can as best best as we can. So those days in March, we're able to let that shine. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Friday. I know that, and I know Iowa State will come; they'll come ready to, <laughs> to wrestle. And hopefully, Oh Dresser hasn't talked any. He hasn't talked any. Uh, he hasn't talked any smack yet, which I'm 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 kind of disappointed. I don't know if that that means he's getting That'll smarter in his older age or yeah, what.
1: Give him till tomorrow. His is tomorrow. <laughs> All, right. All
0: right, that's that's good, that's good. I mean, it makes it fun too. Like I like I said, I I respect those guys, um, and I respect every team that we go against, and. Uh, I think, you know, you got to have some personality. You got to be yourself a little bit, and that's who we are. And so we, 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 we give that back and forth, but when it's time to compete, you know, we also, we also want to win and we want to have our guys prepared and we, we got their backs. And even if we give some back and forth, like, yeah, I mean, we, we know deep down the respect we have for each other.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing with Friday night's duel is that Ben and I just talked about this earlier that the rankings really aren't going to matter. They just aren't because this duel always comes down to that last match or something crazy is going to happen. It just, yeah. there's too many good guys going up against each other to feel like there's a clear winner just based on rankings alone on paper. So,
0: yeah, well, they're, they're, their numbers a lot smaller than ours. So <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're they're supposed, they're supposed to beat us handily, I guess on paper. So we'll, we'll, we'll make, we'll make sure we'll make sure that's not the case though. So.
1: well coach we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and we are really looking forward to friday
0: yeah no i appreciate you guys having me on of course thank you appreciate it